0: Goosebumps, number 14, The Werewolf of Fever Swamp by R.L. Stein. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? What big teeth you have! There's something horrible happening in Fever Swamp. Something really horrible. It started with the strange howling at night. Then there was the rabbit, torn to shreds. Everyone thinks Grady's new dog is responsible. After all, he looks just like a wolf, and he seems a little on the wild side. Woo! But Grady knows his dog is just a regular old dog. And most dogs don't howl at the moon, or disappear at midnight, or change into terrifying creatures when the moon is full. Or do they? Listener, beware. beware. You're, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're going to love Dark Falls. <laughs> Somebody's out
1: there. Somebody. Somebody. Saber's hungry. you stay on the basement! I must have your beautiful hands! You know how much I love how you and I want my bride. And... She
0: <laughs> must drink or trade
1: forever! Oh, oh.
0: Viewers beware, you're in for a scare. Uh-oh. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Welcome to episode 14, The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. There's nothing I love more than a full moon. I am so excited for this episode. Hi, you guys. I'm Daniel Montgomery. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. And uh, we love Goosebumps. Yes, thank you for tuning in. We're the Terror Twins. I wanted to give a shout out to Anthony on Twitter, the Mr. Pipes. Thank you for being such a sweet, sweet fan. We got your sweet tweet. Thank you. I know, I retweeted your tweet. If you want to tweet either Daniel or I, my Twitter is IRobotUJane, which is a Buffy episode. And mine is DannyMac. 769 That's D-A-N-N-Y M-A-C-K 769 If you use the hashtag Welcome to Deadcast I mean we will definitely Respond or talk to you um, we, Yeah so we want to say Thank you for all the people That have yeah, reached if, out to us Yeah we had such us. an Overwhelming response It's so fantastic So I'm sad There's so All 13,000 of you guys Listening <laughs> Lucky 13 We are so happy Please 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 And if, there's someone I wanted to say hi to It was O. Yes I just saw her uh, re- Review on iTunes Yes and, and, she, and she sent me A Facebook message Oh cool Very sweet Oh that's awesome and I'm thank, not on Facebook, but Daniel is. Yes, thank you so much for listening. If you guys like what we're doing, please, oh please, write a review on iTunes. Howl at us on YouTube. It helps on YouTube's on YouTube's mm-hmm. on iTunes. It helps us so very much, mm-hmm. and. it you know, send us, send us your thoughts. Yeah, and I feel like with the goose, this we're, we're recording this one at the very end of April 2015. Yeah. And the Goosebumps movie is coming out later this year. So I feel like more people are going to be tuning into Goosebumps things. And, and everyone who's so. listening now, maybe, you know, we're already like Goosebumps fans, but I feel like we're going to have a whole new slew of fans coming once the movie comes I out later this year. I certainly hope so. We, I don't want to date us just by saying that. But right. I think really yes, there, right? So we normally don't like to bring up any Goosebumps news that's happening. So. Oh, I'm in trouble now. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Just you know, just what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what what I'm saying. saying is that you know sometimes I listen to podcasts and they talk about stuff that's happening right now and it's not relevant years later. That's right. But Matthew is right; the Goosebumps movie is coming out later this year, and some other Goosebumps news. Since we never do this, I do want to talk about this very briefly. But there recently was a vote, a nationwide vote. That's right. For the favorite, your favorite Goosebumps book, and they did brackets and. Voted week by week by week, and they finally got it down this past, what was past week? Yeah, this past week, and the final two were Night of the Living Dummy and Welcome to Horrorland. One Day at Horrorland. One Land. Day at Horrorland. And yes, Matthew and I both did this bracket by ourselves, and mine ended up being Night of the Living Dummy. That's mine my ended favorite. up being The Haunted Mask. The final four were The Haunted Mask, Welcome to Dead House, One Day at Horrorland, and night Living Dummy which is just fantastic which I can't really I argue love with that. and then the four, final two either. were Night Living Dummy and One Day Harland and One Day Harland One Day at Harland won. It won which was the first Goofs smoke I ever read actually but right. it, that vote was really close when I voted it was still 50-50 it was really really close so that's pretty cool you we know just, another one I vote highly on my list is the Werewolf of Fever Swamp we were so Gagging. excited to read this one yeah if you listened to our last episode thank you so much for listening to our live episode yeah if you're, this is the first one you're listening to go back and listen to panelists it's giving be murder because we have a live audience cheering in the background. And it, it was awesome. a total blast. Thank you for everyone. That Maybe came we'll do it again. That. Yeah, thank you guys so much. The that, fans that, was, that came. That was, that was my s- favorite nights of my entire life. It was, was so cool. So so so. Give it a so nice. And Bingo. And I didn't think I could be more excited about an episode until I realized we were for Swamp was next. gosh just... I say I'm going to be saying it so fast. I know. Cat was really excited for the episode. Werewolf. Werewolf. Let's talk about the cover and the and the colors. Yes, please. We have kind of a. um, This is the original version from. When did this come out, Daniel? This came out in December, 1993. This is also a Christmas book. It, Well, yeah, it came out in December. Oh, yes, it takes place during Christmas break. Much uh, like what other book took place during Christmas break? Curse the Mummies, too. Curse the Mummies, too. So the colors we have here are kind of a uh, neon green. Yes. um, Maybe like a a highlighter peat moss green, and then like a dusty, um, satisfying grape. Yes. And can I say something about both those colors? Yes. When I was growing up, at least in middle school, when everything was the most important, my two favorite colors were lime green and purple. And if you remember, I can't. I hope you remember this, Matthew. When I got my braces, when we got our braces, our joint braces, <laughs> we had to choose colors. I got mine orange and blue because that and was I, Attack of the Mutant. And I got mine neon green and purple. The cover of this book is giving me all the life that I need. Um, it is a wolf on a rock in the middle of a neon green bubbling swamp howling at a full moon with a purple sky in the background. And then there is a rumpled t-shirt and a hat. Now, now, th- what, we get ready for some controversy, listeners and Daniel. Uh-oh. I think this shirt is white with blue lighting, lighting on it because it's so dark at night. Or do you think it's a blue t-shirt? Wow. Let's get into it. You guys, Google the Werewolf of Fever Swamp cover and tell me if you think the t-shirt is white or it's blue. You know Tweet what? Us I never welcome thought. To I never thought about that. But do you know what I'm going to say? What? Oh, I as I said that I was going to say white, but I'm going to go with blue. Yeah. And the more I look at it, I could arguably too. I just want to be like an annoying little bitch and say that the Did dress. The dress looks white and gold to me yeah for sure but um anyway it's because i'm right so i gave this book um a b when i reread this when i was 16 and as i was reading this book i was like girl this is better than a b this is like a b plus but then the book fizzles at the end for me which ends up i still think it's b I interesting still think it's a b. now so we're gonna talk about the book first and then we're gonna talk about the yes. tv episode and i want to say that the book i love both I think these are two of the... This is one of the scariest books and hands down, I think, the scariest episode of the TV I think this is series. the scariest TV episode of I the think whole this series. and The Night in Terror Tower are tied for me personally for as the being the scariest. two scariest television episodes. Yes. I, the TV episode is... Can I just say one more thing? Sure. The TV episode is very dark and very serious and very adult, and I love it. Yes, and I'm so used to the TV episode. I've seen it so many times. Same. I love it so deeply that this reading this book, I think this... I don't maybe maybe I'm wrong but I think this book is the most different from the uh, the TV episodes and books that we've watched. Yes, I, I agree. It's so, very so very far, different. So far, yes, the TV episode is very different. Not very different, but m- I feel more like th- different from the book than most of the book slash TV yeah. episodes we have reviewed so far. I feel like this book is so uneventful. Not, this book is a snooze. And the TV show is action-packed with more screams and terror tr- in those in that two-part episode than I've ever seen in a Goosebumps yes, television completely. episode. Yes, completely. I, th- I, I was surprised about how little happened in this book. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. let's get into it so our main character is Grady I love Grady I like Grady too Grady has wavy brown hair dark eyes and he's a little chunky okay so like I say with every Goosebumps protagonist call me in call five me. years ten years call me in ten years he's twelve yeah yeah call me in ten years Um, and this, this... one takes it takes place in Florida yes this was so str- I, I didn't remember this what what this book is very. Oh, by the way, when we're filming this tonight, in LA it is a scorchingly Woo! hot night. In recording Los this, we're yes. sitting in, in sleeveless tees. What did I say? Did I not say? You recording? said filming this. Filming this. <laughs> Watch us on Periscope. My bad. Um, maybe we should be. Well, I don't want. To per, oh, we'll Periscope another episode. Um, but um, it's in the and I think Arlstein does actually a really fantastic job of setting the scene, letting us feel like this swamp. When I always thought of this. When I think of the TV episode in this book, I think of heat, sweat, swamp, and it, we really set the stage for that. Yes. I think this, I, I forgot that this book takes place in Florida. Yeah. It's like, you think it's woods and like woods and wolf and hermit, but it's really like swamp, alligators, cranes, yes, sunshine. Yes. Uh, I'll say that. Yes. R- watching the TV wild episode. Things. When I, th- you gave it all away. What? That's what that's what I was gonna say. Oh my bad. But he didn't know. We just have the same brain. No, what I was gonna say How is that is she though when I think of this book I think of the woods. I think of like the woods, like the forests. But it's actually a murky old you know, sweaty old, swamp. swampy old stick. Swamp. swamp. Yeah. And it didn't occur to me in the book that one point they say there's no way there's a werewolf, there's no way there's no there are any wolves. Wolves aren't in swamps. Right. And I was like, "Oh right, it's not just woods we're talking about. It's not we're talking about Everglades swamps, like wild things. Yeah, that's why I had to reprogram my brain to think. It's kind of an odd. It's kind of an odd concept. We have two werewolf books in the original sixty-two Goosebumps series. Number sixty-one. I think it's no, it's uh, sixty. Wow, fail. Werewolf skin. Yes, which I think does a more. It's still another odd concept. It is also a Halloween book, but it has an odd." It handles the werewolf thing better, I think, than The Werewolf of the Swamp does. There's not as much werewolf as you think would be There's almost none, actually. There's a lot of howling. There is a lot of howling. (laughs) Can you hear that, listeners? Like that. As as we're recording, there's a howling siren going by. All right, let's get into it. what, what, What I had to do... We're reading this book because there was so much howling that I YouTubed wolf howls. Oh, I'll have to so look some up. So I could really up. get a sense. This yeah. book was really edutaining. You learn yeah. a lot in this book. So you do. So we'll get into it. Yes. Yeah. So over Christmas break... Grady's family decides to move to... uh, So here we go again, another family moving to a new place, and the parents are scientists. That's right. Mm -hmm. I always think it's strange when parents or families move during Christmas break, or during the school year, and they have to switch to schools. We moved And that's what I was thinking as we were watching the TV episode. I was like, who does that? Then I realized, we did it. Yeah, we moved to Texas. We moved from North Carolina to Texas, halfway through 2nd grade, And then the next summer, we moved to New Jersey. And we were there for about a year. Yeah. We moved back to Charlotte, and now we're in Los Angeles. (laughs) Let's pick an accent. Tomorrow I have to be Australian, so who am I? Growing up, everyone always told me I had a California accent. Now I live here. Lol. Guys, do, do you think it's weird that Matthew and I barely have accents, but we're from North Carolina, and our dad's from the deep south, and our mom's from Brooklyn, New York? And then we literally have no accent. We're completely accentless. We're Californians. For life, baby. So Grady's dad, um, Michael F. Tucker, is a scientist for the <clears throat> University of Vermont in Burlington. I looked it up. real. Yes, Henny. He has six swamp deer. Also looked it up. They real. Really? They have reddish fern webbed feet. Am I wrong? Webbed hooves. Deer don't have no feet. That's right. I keep forgetting deer don't have no feet. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag deer don't have no feet. Yes. She done already done have herses. Hashtag shakes queer. Uh, so the swamp deer are from South America, and I don't know why I said it like that. Wow. And um, Grady's dad is seeing if the if these deer can survive in Florida. That's that's the that's the science experiment. Yeah. Uh, the, The family consists of mom, dad, and sister Emily, who's 16, and she don't want to move. She's in her senior... Wasn't she in her senior year or something? Yeah, she didn't want to miss out. I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. They are living in a small white house in a neighborhood with four or five other small white houses, and they all have those flat, grassy backyard that leads into a swamp. Yes, y'all. So, Grady is outside with his binoculars... With Emily, they're waiting for the mail because it only comes twice a week. Wow, that really blows. And Emily is not happy about the move. She is pissed, and she sees a crane, like a bird, mm. and it's going into the sw- it goes into the swamp, and she says, "Oh, why don't you go over? Why don't we go in the swamp and check it out?" And I just want to comment on what Emily's wearing. Okay, we got, we have a lot of fashions in this episode. A lot of strong looks, overwhelming looks. Emily is wearing sunglasses, has a ponytail, has a sleeveless white tee and a red denim—wait, red denim skirt—and she's tall and very blonde. Is that right? Okay, I'm not mad at that. I'm into her. It gets worse, and the dad says, "Yeah, why don't you guys take a look into the swamp? Follow that crane." And standing there, and, instead of standing there and complaining about the heat, yes, honey. So they go into the swamp. It's hot. And it's noisy. They, hear inse- they heal insects chittering. They heal them all. They come across a cool pond. It's Ooh. like pretty cool, where a lot of stuff will happen in this book. They they come across this sort of pond. Uh, oh no, wait, not not wait. If you hear this crinkle in the back, it's me turning pages, looking at the book. And it's also the sounds of the palm leaves um, rubbing yeah. together. I was thinking it was so odd because you think like, R. L. R. L. Stein talks about palm leaves so much. So I googled that. That's a thing too. Is that for like like leaves on a palm tree? Yeah, in the okay. swamp. So this is way more swampy and beachy than I was picturing in my heart. Yeah. Are you talking about the pond they found with the dark green water that wasn't flat and smooth? You could see that it was murky and thick like split pea soup and made disgusting gurgling and plopping sounds as it churned. No, but I'm about to get to that one. Oh. So they get to this swamp. That's exactly like the one Matthew was describing. No. So... Emily's like I want to get out of here But Gr- Grady's like let's just go a little more They come to that that sort of bubbling pond That Matthew's describing And Emily says it's quicksand we, Ew sick And then someone pushes Grady from behind I wonder who it could be Oh yeah it was my sister And it was Emily Emily pulls him back before a second Says just kidding it's not quicksand It's a peat bog Is quicksand a thing? Is it real? I think it's a thing I don't think it is We should google it Yeah we should I'm not going to right now. Me neither. So, it's Emily says that's not it's not quicksand. It's a peat bog. It's a pond filled with peat moss. And I and I even I wrote a little note that said, "We get some science facts here." But I didn't write down what the facts are. We she learned about it last year when they were studying the wetlands and rainforests. The pond is thick because it has peat moss growing in it. The moss grows and grows. It absorbs 25 times its own weight in water. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. So they decide to go back, and they said it's so sticky and hot out here. Let's go back. And of course, you guys, they lost. Of course they lost. Of course they lost. So they're so very lost, and Emily starts freaking, and, and Grady says, stay, why don't we just try and stay calm? And Grady says to himself, I'm saying, oh, this is from first person again. We're, we're, we're continuing the trend of first person narrative. I, 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 says Grady. That's it's- how I like it. And Grady says, let's stay calm. And he's scientific, like his dad. And he says, maybe we can use the sun to find our way back. Or how about moss? Doesn't moss grow on the north side of a tree? I don't know. I maybe there's a mouth. way for us to find out. They come across, they stumble across the peat bog again. They've come around in a circle. And they say, oh, wait. We know how to get home from here. Peat Repeat. But then somebody grabs Grady's ankle, and then Grady hits the ground hard, landing on his elbows elbows and knees. And then he realizes Somebody didn't grab my ankle It was just a root I could have told you that Tripped on a root of a tree It was bent in the middle A bone like root It looked like a skinny white leg Like mine (laughs) (laughs) People always tripping on my stumps Yeah that's true So they keep walking And they they keep walking And they realize Oh no wait We lost again Oh no the beast from the east Then they come to a clearing With big football sized mushrooms Where we can play football And they see it shack a tiny shack was it a love shack <laughs> wow that's pretty cool so they come across a shack and it has a thatched roof made of long reeds thatchery, tree thatched tree banks and dried grass and walls made of layers of dried palm leaves if you really think about this this is like a whack-ass looking thatched Hut. Yeah, it sounds like it could fall apart with the with the gust of a wind. That's true, with a long whoosh of air. A, I could let one out, one long whoosh of air and knock that down. R- knock it little right pig, down. Little pig, little pig. Fall down on your elbows and knee. And so Grady freaks out and says, that's probably a hideout. Probably for a camel... A criminal or a killer. And don't they like go right up and bang on the door and they say, "Is see, anyone in there? anyone home? Anyone home? Maybe maybe they know the way out of the woods. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods?" Yet? Are we out of the woods? And he says, maybe there's someone in there that knows the way out. So they open the door, and oh, it says and it says Grady reaches for the doorknob and pulls the door open. And I said, yeah, well, what's that doorknob made out of? Yeah, good. A mushroom? Good question. You told me everything else it's made of. Tell me what the doorknob's made of. of what? Is it made of a shroomy? I need a picture. I need a picture. If I'm going to grab a mushroom, I need to know <laughs> what I'm grabbing. Please stop the accent. I know. I hate that I'm doing it. Gross. But then. It's, it's the swamp. It's making you do terrible things. It's it's the fever. It's the swamp fever turning me horrible. Horribly southern. So he Grady reaches for the doorknob, but then a man pushes the door open. A crazy man! And this is what he looks like. Okay. He's got a loose gray ponytail, uh-huh. wild black eyes, yep. a red face, Oof. a dirty white t-shirt, Wash baggy black pants, Work. and yellow teeth. And I'm like, who is this? My ex-boyfriend? <laughs> And then they start to run, and he chases them. It says they revealed rows of jagged yellow teeth. Jagged yellow pill. So he... I think, okay, we're on page 22, chapter 6, and we got some- I really don't know sp- about you, but I'm feeling 22. There are, like, there are some big scares at this point. It made me think of that one time that me and Doug went camping, and that crazy hobo in the woods with the machete chased us during that thunderstorm. It's almost exactly like that. It's all about me, 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 me. So they start running through the woods, and this Herman is chasing them, and they find their way home now girl they tell their parents and dad says oh yeah i heard about him he's a swamp hermit he's lived there his whole life he's harmless and i'm like oh is he though i think it's such bull i think that we like shitty parent alert in this several times in this book i'm like shouldn't you really be a parent be more worried that a crazy ass homeless man done chase your kids he done already done had his is yeah so at dinner that night uh Mr. Tucker, the dad, mentions that you said, "Oh, do you you know what the name of that swamp is? It's called Fever Swamp." And the mom says, "It's probably called that because it was probably discovered by a man named Mr. Fever." And then laughs at her own joke. Oh, Mrs. Tucker, that wasn't a very good one. Mm-mm. So later that night, sure, later. No, I think maybe it's the next day. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Grady goes outside to toss a tennis ball. And realizes that the deer pen is in the way. So, yes, there's a pen in the backyard of six deer. hmm that, that the parents will be letting out swamp into the swamp. deer with webbed hooves. That the parents will be letting out into the, the, the swamp at some point. With radio transmitters on them to see how they adapt to the swamp. That's really important stuff here. That's right. And he's like, I can't throw the tennis ball against the wall. There's that whole pen in the way. And then he's grabbed by the hermit. Oh, no. Oh, if- no, wait. It's just a boy. Will Blake. His name's Will Blake. He lives Two Houses Down, and he has a gravelly, funny, hoarse voice. And this is his description, you guys. Okay. He's basically Grady's uh, size, same height, but he's thicker, heavier, bigger, and built like a football lineman. He has dark brown hair. It's cut very short. It's straight up on top, like a flat top, but swept back on the sides- and he's wearing a bright blue and white striped shirt and denim cutoffs. Okay. Does, did everyone get that? I, I think so. Will has... Will make some choices in this book. He could probably call me in a few years. He could probably call you right now. Yeah, that's true. It turns out he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And he says, How old are you to Grady? And Grady said, I'm also twelve and he, he says something what does he say? He goes, he says, You look oh, younger. He said, Oh, I thought you were maybe eleven. You looked kinda young. So obviously Will's hitting on Grady. I'm also so shocked that the best friend in this book doesn't have red hair. I know, it's so strange, but it's too bad there's no character in this book with red hair. It's too bad that there's no character that will show up later, maybe towards the end of the book, with red curly hair. Yeah. So they start tossing the tennis ball back and forth, as you do, and Grady says, I heard this is called Fever Swamp. Why do you think that is? And Will says, oh, my dad, my dad told me a story that a hundred years ago, maybe longer, maybe longer. Anybody who was anybody that had been in the swamp got a terrible fever. My dad said the fever lasted for weeks, sometimes even months. And a lot of people died from it. And those who didn't die from the fever began acting very strange. They started talking crazy. Not making any sense. Just saying nonsense words. And they couldn't walk very well. They'd fall down a lot or walk in circles. And ever since that time, they called it a fever swamp. Sounds like I've been to fever swamp a few times. <laughs> yeah, like last Saturday night. Ooh, ooh, I was falling down a lot and walking in circles. Lol. <laughs> I have to tell you, when you, said, when you were reading that and you said crazy, what was the phrase right yeah. there? Talking crazy. Do you know what that's from? De, uh, dead, drop Dead Gorgeous Denise Richards. Yes. yeah. Who's also in Wild Things. So we're just keeping it on theme, you guys. It's not delivery. It's Denise. Denise. So that night, Grady goes inside, watches TV and realizes, oh, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm sick. <set." laughs> his mom feels his forehead and says, oh, honey. You got a fever. You got swamp fever. Oh. oh. And it turns out he's the fever of 101. Extra credit. And he- <laughs> And then it goes away, and then it comes back later. Oh gosh, it is that swamp fever that doesn't go away. It's so hot in my apartment right now, you guys. I feel like I have swamp fever. A hundred and two. Ooh, a hundred and two Dalmatians. That night, Grady has a dream, as as the Goothman's protagonists are wont to do. a dream in days gone by. Cause I'm dreamin'. Of you tonight, come tomorrow, Tomorrow. you'll be holding me tight. (laughs) This is Matthew and uh, Stone Cold Sober, so um, you should have seen us last Saturday night. Yeah, this is called Fever Swamp, you guys. Grady has a dream that he's running from something. Oh my gosh, we totally forgot something, P.S. What? The book starts off with one of those things where it's present, it's in the future, and then we take time back. It do? It starts off with Grady hearing horrible, inhuman howls That's coming right. from the swamp. That's right. He hears nasty howls, <laughs> inhuman whales spinning and twisting from the swamp. That's one of my least favorite um, tropes. Tropes is starting off a story of a movie or a book. We, like halfway into the plot or towards the end it's like I don't know how things got like this and then it, and then we start over you know what I mean yeah I think it's kind of lazy storytelling I think you don't have com- I think so too I think you don't have confidence enough in the story itself so you have to start with some gimmick at the beginning I was talking with one of my best friends recently about how we loved movies and stories what's her name Catherine Knipe. About how we love movies and stories that end in a place so wildly, wickedly, crazily different from where it started. And you're like, how could it possibly get there? And you know what ruins that? Starting the movie like that. Bitch! (laughs) But this book barely does that. It just starts off with talking about howls. So now at this point... When, when Grady wakes up from his horrible nightmares Wait. of the peepog sucking him down. That's right. He wakes up to howls, long, angry howls that sound like they're coming from right outside his window. So close. Long, angry howls. You just said that. So he, he he decides to go to his parents and say, Mom, Dad, can you hear those howls? But he stops through the kitchen door because he hears a scritch and a scratchin'. <laughs> what? He hears a little... <laughs> he hears a little... And he realizes that he's been holding his breath, and he lets it out in a long whoo drink. And then he hears something breathing next to him. Oh, it made him jump out of his skin. His hands were cold at his feet, cold and clammy. And it turns out it's just Emily. Oh, Emily. And Emily says... I heard it too. Maybe one of them deer escaped. Stop and they said, "Stop he... doing that accent." <laughs> and they say, "Oh, yeah, maybe it escaped. Maybe it just wanted a glass of water." And they laugh and laugh—giddy laughter, nervous laughter. It said. But we both cut our laughter short at the same time when we listened when we heard another howl rise up outside like a police siren. Whee! And Emily says, I know what it is. It's a wolf. Only a wolf makes a sound like that, Gady. And <laughs> Grady says, there's no way. Oh, wolf in the Florida swamps? I'm going to open that door and see what's out there. Wolves don't live in swamps. So we open the door and there's nothing there. Just a yellow full moon. Ooh, now I'm feeling myself. I'm <laughs> I'll have you guys know that the moon is full for this entire book. And I said to myself writing notes when down at one point, I said, "How many nights has the moon been full? I don't know, but it's giving me all the life that I need. It's definitely full at l- this minimum minimum says, Fu- Daniel. In chapter 11, page 42, it says, "The nearly full moon. Okay. Yellow as a lemon floating high in the sky. Lemonade thin, lemonade thin wisps of black clouds drifted over it. Strange. Loves. so i take it all back it's nearly full but i take tell you back take it all back now <laughs> the things i gave all the saces <laughs> happy, happy it took us only 28 minutes to get to ashley simpson in this episode thank you so it's steamy hot outside like it is in here Yes. and emily pulls grady back inside and dad wakes up and says you, there you you were just having those fever dreams the the house were, and the dad says this word for word. It was probably just the wind or swamp creatures. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah, these Mr. and Mrs. Tucker don't do a very good job of comforting their cheering. He says, maybe it's just a swamp or some creatures." Maybe it's just the wind or some creatures in the swamp. It's hard to sleep in a new house. The sounds are all so new, so unfamiliar, but you'll both get used to them after a while. Which is it, Dad? I got a new sound for you. Fuck you. (laughs) Not for kids, this podcast. (laughs) Explicit. Grady goes to sleep and has more bad dreams about the howls. Maybe he has a bad dream because the next day he wakes up pulling on a pa- pair of pale blue jeans and wearing a black and silver Raiders t-shirt. He better work. That's, he's not a Raiders fan. He just likes their colors. Quote. Sounds to me like that um, hat that I have. What is that? The, the baseball team? The Dodgers. God, I'm so bored. <laughs> uh, Grady hears the howl so many times in this book. It's, it's like Jerry hearing the piano. Yeah, that's true. See last episode. Uh-huh. So he Grady gets up in the morning. He wants to see if Will's around, you know, just to hang out, not because he has a crush on Will or anything. Nope. And he opens the back door and gets knocked over by a monster an enormous dark monster. But it turns out it's not a monster. I know you guys thought it was. It's, it's a something dog. that's licking his face, licking his face, licking, licking his, his licking face, his. licking his face. Look in his face. Hey, stop that tickling. Stop. Stop that tickling. It's a huge dog. Is it part shepherd? The dog has sky blue eyes. Ooh. It has no collar. It must be homeless. And Grady, Grady says, oh gosh, I love this dog. And the parents are like, what is that? And Emily's like, who is that? And Grady says, can I keep him please? Pretty please. pretty Pretty prees. And Emily says, yeah, maybe we should keep him. Yeah. And the next thing you know, guess who comes walking over? It's Will wearing a sleeveless blue t shirt and blue lycra biking shorts. Now, they say that do- that dog looks like it's part wolf. So maybe we should call him wolf. I think that's cute. <laughs> I thought it was kind of redundancy of the repun- redundancy department. Department of redundancy department. Yeah. I have a fever, okay? So that afternoon, Will and Grady decide to explore the swamp together. Wow, whoop-dee-ta. And Grady says, do you think people ever got sunk in the bog? (laughs) Stuck? No, he says, ask that people have ever gotten sunk in the bog. And I was like, sunk in the bog sounds like a, a terrible euphemism for a disease. You know, Brian couldn't make it tonight. He got <laughs> sunk in the bog. <laughs> you heard about Brian, right? Yeah. Oof. What? Sunk what? in the bog again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One minute, he's just doing shots. The next second, sunk in the bog. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Wow. Love you. I want to see where that is. Keep, keep talking to our listeners while I look that up. So they are exploring the swamp, and all of a sudden they hear footsteps behind them, and it's the swamp hermit. They know it is. No, it's just wolf. The dog wolf. So they decide to go to the peat bog with Wolf leading the way. Wolf knows his way around. He's from the swamp. I found it. Do you think any people ever got sunk in the bog? (laughs) How did I miss that? I dropped my teeth. Sunk in the bog. Sunk in the bog. I'm goggling at that. I'm goggling at that bog. Goggle bog. So they are at the peat bog and then they realize Wolf is growling. Is he sensing dangers? I think he senses danger, Will said softly. They see the hermit from across the bog with a brown sack and and dark blood stains on his shirt. Uh Uh-huh. He looks wild. He's got a wild look in his eyes. Then he disappears, and Will is scared. Will's like, ooh, girl, we should get out of here. And things start to get cloudy, and they're like, yeah, let's go back. Yeah, it's getting dark. So they go back, and once they get back, they see something horrific. And this is what it is. It's a hideous pile of feathers and blood-covered flesh. It's a large heron that oh. was torn apart on the Katie ground Heron. <laughs> and Will thinks it was the hermit. I know it was the hermit that did it. But they see that there's animal prints all around it. I don't know. The hermit has a fucking blood-stained white t-shirt just like your ex-boyfriend. I know. <laughs> and he's carrying around that dirty brown sack just, just like, like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Will goes home, and Grady's a little upset that he's going home. I just I just made that up. But Will goes home, and Grady goes to his dad, who's working in the deer pen, and this is what his dad is wearing. A sleeveless yellow T-shirt, denim cutoffs, and an Orlando Magic hat. You know, I saw a guy wearing that exact same thing on Saturday night, and he ended up sunk in the bog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's I, funny to me now, but it won't be later. Orlando Magic is a sports team, right? But don't you wish it were a person? I wish it were just like a thing. Like, she practices Orlando magic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are in Florida. Because of the swamp could potentially be Orlando magic. It's true. Grady's worried about the heron, but his dad says, Girl, it's survival of the fittest, okay? We're in the swamp. Things kill things. Better get used to it. And then he says, We saw the swamp hermit. He had blood all over his shirt. And the dad says, Grady, calm down. If you go exploring the swamp, you're going to see a lot of frightening looking things. But don't let your imagination run away with you. And Grady was like, it wasn't my imagination, Dad. I it saw a, some crazy man with a with a head in a bag and a dirty shirt with bloodstains all over it. No. So that night, Wolf sleeps in Grady's room with him under the full moon. <laughs> Must be a full moon. i love to have a wolf in my bed the night of the full moon. <laughs> what? You heard me. Must be a full moon, feels like one of those nights. Must be a full moon,
1: Feel like one of those nights. Oh, yeah, girl.
0: So he wakes up in the middle of the night, hears a crash in the living room, and he says someone's got to be breaking into this house. It's this hermit. I know it is. So the whole family's awake, and in the living room, Wolf is in the living room. Banging, knocking stuff over. He's banging over lamps. He's knocking over tables. And then he throws his body against the front window. is trying to get outside by banging against the window. Girl, use a door. I know. Yeah. It's but at crazy. This point, but at this point, I can see how like his parents are suspicious of wolf sure arlstein says this arlstein says wolf's eyes glowed red in the light of the moon and this is where i'm like i think at this point whenever we hear characters eyes glow in arlstein books it just means like glowing not like literally red piercing lasers i know but previous in previous books it has been like red piercing lasers you just got to use your discretion my discretion it says red yeah his eyes glowed red his eyes are blue when i see red i see red (sighs) so they let him out the front door and he bolts out and they grady say grady's parents say you know what grady wolf can't be banging around no living room bashing into no windows he's got to stay outside from now on now maybe we can all sleep in peace mom said yawning she was wrong page 69 Later that night, th- he wakes up to howls again. Human-like howls. Too angry, too deliberate, too human. It's probably just a swamp wolf, he says. Or maybe wolf himself, but bo- dogs bark, though. They don't howl. Loud howls. Triumphant howls, I thought. Then he hears a scuffle, some rapid thumps, and a short cry that's cut off. How does that sound? Yeah! <laughs> Grady looks out the window yeah! see. <laughs> sees a creature on all fours, bah! who's very big, running towards the swamp, howling those triumphant howls, and then he sees a pile of rags on the ground. Rags, rags, dirty rags. old rags. What is that pile of rags? It's probably just a pile of rags. So he crawls out the window to investigate. He must be on the first floor. I keep forgetting. I in my in my mind's eye. In this, Because it's kind of like this I think it's like this in the TV show But hes I always think his bedroom is in the second floor Not in this, but <laughs> <know>. It's legit <laughs> on the first floor Because he be stumbling out of those windows Left and right into that dewy grass So he goes out to the pile of rags And gags He literally gags Yes, Henny And it turns out, yes, Mama And yes. He, he sees it's a rabbit with his ear torn off The rabbit's nearly torn in half And he gags and gags and gags it's such a gag-worthy Luke. <laughs> and it's a pretty horrific description of the rabbit, including, like, the rabbit has, like, terrified eyes. Yeah, there's, like, some legit that violence. It makes me sad. This this book has a lot of violence. Uh, this book has a lot of violence, and the TV episode has a lot of violence, too. Yeah, we're, pr- we're probably never gonna get there at this rate. Yeah, for sure. So the next morning, Dad and Grady go look at the rabbit. Emily is there, and she is not having it. She says, that was Wolf, I know it, and you need to get rid of him. Dad says, I'm not so sure, but... He's also not so sure. Grady asks, he, sa- he asks Wolf, literally says, Wolf, did you do it?
1: Wolf, and Wolf says,
0: "Boop, <laughs> Well, this know. is what Harl Stein says. Wolf looks at Grady as if he's trying to tell him something. But what? I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't figure it out. And then, and then Wolf's eyes glow red. Oh, wow. They don't. Anyway, there's no house that night for once. The next morning, Will comes over wearing a dark blue muscle shirt, black lycra bike shorts, and a green and yellow forest service cap. I don't know what the fuck that looks like. What is going on? Is there something you need to tell us, is Will? Is there something in the water? Sick. So they decide to go to explore in the swamp, but before they do, Will tells Grady that Mr. Warner is missing. You know, from the neighborhood. There's a lot of telling us things in this book and not actually showing them. Yeah, this show is the first us. Example. Show us. He says that Mr. Warner went hunting for wild turkey yesterday afternoon in the swamp, but never came home. God, remind me never to move to Berlin Falls or whatever the fuck the name of this place is. What is the name of this place? You know, it's fucking um, Overmont and Burlington is what I was thinking. No, I think they're just in Florida. All it says is Florida. Oh, okay. Remind me never to move to Florida. Lol. So, um, out of nowhere, a voice says, maybe it was the werewolf who got him. Talking about Mr. Warner. And it's Cassie. Would Who? Cassie. Would you please read her description? She had rust-colored red hair. T- there it is. She had rust-colored red hair. Yeah, clock that, you guys. Um, Get get ready to clock. She had rust-colored red hair tied in a ponytail on one side. She had cat-like green eyes and a short stub of a nose and freckles all over her face. She was wearing faded red denim jeans and a t-shirt with a grinning green alligator on the front. So she looked like a fucking clown. (laughs) Why is it necessary to specify denim jeans? I don't know. I guess there's black. Gene. Have you ever seen someone with naturally rust colored red hair? I have. I have. That's true. A couple times. So I... she's Cassie O'Rourke. She introduces our new friend on page 80, On <laughs> page 80. Come on. They... So she's, she's all about this werewolf in the swamp. She's the one who brings up really werewolf, right? We haven't really talked. Yes, that's true. So is, she, she's the first w- mention of a werewolf. She's spilling some werewolf tea. So they all go into the swamp together. She's batty and brash. She's bratty and brash. And they go to the peat bog and she screams, there it is. There's the werewolf. But it turns out it's just wolf. No, wait, she's pointing past wolf. She's pointing to the hermit who's got a turkey slung over his back. And Cassie screams, it's the werewolf. And he, this is crazy. This is really genuinely terrifying, actually. The hermit starts screaming at them, I'm the werewolf. I'm the werewolf. And starts laughing and spinning o- the turkey over his head like a helicopter. It reminds me that one time when I went hiking with Doug. And that hobo chases with the machete, spinning and laughing and screaming as lightning was striking behind him. And we were in that flooded river. And the hermit chases them through the woods. <laughs> And Grady slips in the mud and falls hard on his hands and knees. Oh. What? Things are different in the swamp. You've changed. You're daring. You're different in the The swamp. (laughs) And then he realized, oh no, the hermit's got him. Oh no, wait. The hermit stopped. And the hermit says, I'm just teasing. I won't bite. And he Wol- says the dog yours, and Grady says yeah. And Wolf I walks found out him. totally chill, and the Hermit says, "Watch out for him." The hermit and then the Hermit sharply. walks away, and Grady has so many questions. Why didn't Wolf attack him? What a coward! And what did he mean by watch out for that dog? And then a snake bites him. Now, I thought this sequence was so terrifying to me. Me too. I've I've never been bitten by a snake, but I think it would be the most... Knock on wood. I think it would be the most absolutely horrifying thing to happen. It's our second book in the series where someone's got bitten by a snake. Well, you know, in w- where Welcome, Welcome Camp, Camp Nightmare, Nightmare did they really get? Did bit they really by, get bit by a snake? But this was this was frightening to me because this green snake like arches out and and snaps and bites into Grady's ankle. And Grady, in Grady, says, I would be so traumatized. Me too. Grady says red spots fill up his eyes and then everything turns red. Yeah. Immediately. And I'm like, sir. and I'm reading this thing. Does it literally turn red? But then he goes all, pain throbs throughout his body. Red dots form in his eyes and then. He's Wolf is like all up on his you know being loyal dog and like Wolf kind of walks so him back out of the swamp. So he makes it back out of the swamp and Will and Cassie are there they get Grady's dad Grady just lays in the backyard and Grady's dad doesn't even give a fuck. He's like dad I just got bit by a snake and the dad's like whatever. He, he, he says and, but what Grady also says is and there was a hermit he was chasing us screaming I'm the werewolf and dad's only response is weird. Wow, bad parenting alarm. And then Mom says, "Uh, you know who was a werewolf? Your dad. I have to shave his back. Take your son seriously, you idiots. Stupid. Bitch! Mom says, lots of creatures howl. I'll bet you howled when that snake bit your ankle. Someone fire her. Can't you be serious? Grady cried shrilly. I cried shrilly. You know, the howls didn't start until it was a full moon. And then Dad says, huh, we're scientists, and there's a full moon for the next two nights. So if the howls stop after the two nights, then we'll know that it definitely was a werewolf. Thanks, Dad. Choke on it, Dad. So scarlet red droplets of blood pour out of the two puncture holes in his leg, and then life goes on. Yeah, I guess everything's just fine. Wow, sucks to be a tucker. So that night, Will and Cassie come over and they argue about werewolves all night. Yeah, Cassie and a, won't let it go. Cassie's it's a windy, like- windy old night. And Grady hears howls. He hears the howls again. He hears a crash, a banging, some pounding, and some howls. A crash, a banging, some pounding, banging, and some howls. howls. He sees the full moon gray as a skull hovered low in the Ooh. charcoal sky. The dewy grass gleamed under the blanket of daylight. And he runs outside to hear what that crash, banging, some pounding, and some howls was. And then he realizes there's nothing there. Except murder. It's a page 102, by the way. A deer had been murdered. Murder. And there is a hole ripped out of the pen, and Grady screams, Dad, Mom. And everyone's like, I know what happened. Wolf did it. And Dad patches up the pen, drags the dead deer away into the swamp, and tells Grady that your dog did it. Wolf did it. He's a killer. And Grady's all, It's a werewolf, Dad. Cassie's right. It's a werewolf. And he absolutely flips out. And he says, Um,. It's been a full moon this week, right? And that's when the howls began. It's a werewolf, Dad. The swamp hermit, that crazy guy who lives in the shack in the swamp. He's a werewolf. He told us he is. He chases and told us he's a werewolf. He did it, Dad. Not wolf. He killed the deer tonight. I heard him out, howling outside. And then, and then, my voice caught in my throat. I started to choke. Grady is so upset, he is choking. So the dad just, like, gives him a glass of water. Dad filled the glass with water and handed me. I gulped down thirstily. Grady, let's talk about it in the morning, okay? We're too tired to think straight now. What do you say? It wasn't, Wolf. I know it wasn't. In the morning. We're too tired to be parents, he said. I'm so upset, I choked. Bitch. And the next morning, dad says... You know, it was Wolf. We have to take him to the pound. And then They're... Grady screams at Wolf, run, run, boy. And he runs into the swamp. He does. And doesn't come back. Bye. That, that night, it's so dark. There are clouds over the full moon. Grady hears howls, of course. He sees out his window. This is like the eighth or ninth time he's heard howls outside his window looked look yep. out of his window. And sees Wolf in the backyard growling at the moon and pacing back and forth like a caged animal. Is he scared of something? And then he goes towards the swamp. And Grady climbs out of his window again, falls him into the swamp and is out in the swamp. And hears footsteps behind him. It's the hermit. No, same it's old, Will. Of course it's Will. And Will's like, I heard the house too, too. I'm investigating. And so they follow Wolf, lose him in the swamp. In the middle of the night, in a complete darkness. And then the moon comes out from behind the clouds and Grady realizes, oh no, they're at that hermit's hut. They're at the love shack. And he hears howls coming from inside of it. Oh, no. And realizes, yep, for sure, the hermit is the werewolf, even though he told them that he was teasing. And he starts to run back, but then a werewolf pounces, pounces on him from behind a tree and pins him down. There's four pages left. And it is a werewolf. finally something's happening it's a human face covered in wolf fur with an animal snout and sharp fangs sounds like my ex-boyfriend it's a human wolf i realized to my terror a werewolf get off i shrieked will get off me and then he realizes well the reader realizes because i guess grady realized it a couple sentences ago that it's will and he says, Grady says, I can recognize his feet. I can recognize his teacher through the fur. And then Will howls at the moon and bites Grady's shoulder. He lets out a shriek of pain and blinding flashes of red fill his eyes. And then Wolf comes out of nowhere, attacks Will, and they fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. And Grady hears a howl of defeat coming from Will. And then Grady sinks down, down, down into the blue black darkness. Yep. So next thing you know, he's in bed. He has a fever. He has a fever, and Mom tells him that the hermit dragged him out of the swamp and saved him. And Grady realizes, oh my gosh, I have a fever. Swamp fever. And he tells the story of everything that happened in the woods, including Will. And Dad doesn't believe him and decides, I don't believe you. I'm gonna go over to Will's, Will's house to check it out right now. And Dad comes back and says, oh, no one lives there and hasn't for months. Great. Mom says, uh, The hermit told her that she saw Wolf chase some animal away from Grady. Probably a squirrel, said Emily, and everyone laughs. (sighs) And Grady's like, oh, I can't believe this. Then they agree that they can keep Wolf as a pet. Yes. And then it's been a month, cut to a month later. Everything's cool. And Wolf and Grady just love exploring the swamp. Sometimes with Cassie. And... Do you want to read the very end of this? I'm going to read the first paragraph. We usually read the first paragraph and the last paragraph, but I'm going to read the first paragraph and the last page. It's a half a page, so don't – Whatever. We moved to Florida during Christmas vacation. A week later, I heard the frightening howls in the swamp for the first time. Will may be gone, but he changed my life. I know I'll never forget him. I can feel the fur spreading on my face. My snout... Sprouting on my face. Sprouting on my face. My snout is expanding and my fangs are sliding out between my dark lips. Yes. When he bit me, Will passed the curse onto me. But I don't mind. I'm not upset. I mean with Will out of the way, the swamp is now mine. All mine! I'm climbing out of my window now. There's Wolf waiting for me, eager to do some night exploring. I drop easily to the ground on all fours. I raise my fur-covered face to the moon and utter a long, joyful howl. Let's go, Wolf. Let's hurry to Fever Swamp. I'm ready to hunt. Woo! So it turns out he's a werewolf. Okay, so pretty much nothing happens the whole book until the very end. Yeah, and nothing even really happens at the end. It's like people telling you what happened. News. I was a, l- I was, you guys, I was a little disappointed by that. I still give it a B, but it doesn't deserve a B plus. Now this TV episode is different. Let's get into the TV episode, you guys, because all the action and wild and craziness and dark, sexy, dangerous, evil, wild, violent things that didn't happen in the book happen, happen in, in the, the TV, TV episode. episode. So this episode was season one, episode eighteen. It was, it was one of the one hour specials that aired. Right. Um, it aired May 17th, 1996, and we have an R.L. Stein introduction at the beginning, which I love. Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps books.
1: You know, werewolf legends haunted people's dreams for hundreds of years. Imagine a full moon, someone beneath it slowly turning into a ferocious wolf creature. Our parents and our grandparents loved to be scared by the classic werewolf tales and I hope you will enjoy the werewolf of fever swamp I'll see you after the show right now I'm going for a quick bite yes
0: and this this whole episode is one of the few episodes of the series i think where there's not one hint of humor no and i love that i, I much prefer scary goosebumps over stupid silly goosebumps me too keep it scary keep it keep it foxy and arl stein does a quick you know intro and the only thing funny he says is enjoy the episode right now i'm going for a quick bite, bite. Boop. and we're set into this whole episode's very very dark it's by the so way. dark we in can fact, literally barely and see the us. house that the, that the tuckers are living in this is summer vacation it's not christmas vacation it's summer vacation and this is way more woodsy 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 than swampy it's true and the house is way more of a fixer-upper than is implied in the book the book we don't get a lot of that but this is a dilapidated like sh- really sh- really ripped up yeah. Old house. Rotting house. And in fact, I'm not even sure there's electricity in the house because, I mean, the TV is on at some point, but, but they when have they candles. have dinner and when it's at nighttime, they're only lit by candles. There's never any, like, turning any lights on ever in this house. And the, the, it starts off with, you know, Grady being upset that they're, they've are they moved into this crappy house. And I mom, have to say, this actor, the acting in this episode is really good. The lead actor is fantastic and as a kid, he always reminded me of Michelle Williams. Yes. He's fantastic. And he has a bowl cut penis head. He does. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. And um, if you've seen the movie Freddy vs. Jason, he's in Freddy vs. Jason. He's really, really great. He's really incredible. And this, the mom comments on this house being rustic and Katie there's Segal drive. the mom. <laughs> it's, it's poor man's Katie Segal. poor, uh, says the house is rustic. I remember the, this being the first time I heard the word rustic. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, I always think of when I hear the word rustic, I think of this episode. When I think of dry rot, I think of this. Me too. Episode. And he says there's blood stains all the wall She's like, that's not blood. It's um, dry rot.
1: It's kind of used. Well, it's rustic. Rustics in these days. Is this a blood stain? No, let's just um And if you look, we'll when it you see
0: this episode. It looks like just blood splattered. All of these dark. This dirty house walls. is a mess. Yeah. and there's snakes. It starts off that Emily screams, and Emily's very well cast. And there's a snake in the medicine chest, and Grady goes to take the snake out of the, like the take the snake to the it's swamp. It's a corn snake. Dad's like, oh, calm down, Emily. And later, sw- later, there's like a rubbery black spider in her face lotion. Yeah, there's all all sorts of like Light, wildlife of in the house. So he takes the. Uh, the snake out to the swamp, and it's just woods. It's straight up there's woods. There's a really woods, great. Woods. There's a really great part where the mom says, "Go explore the woods," and the, then the audio overlaps with a shot of of Grady going out into the woods, and it's very dirty and sweaty and not pretty and not cute and yes. really well done. So his first time in the woods, he gets lost and liter- literally runs into the hermit. Yeah. Cut to. He looks pretty much like the book's description. He's, he's old and scraggly and kind of creepy, and, and he's played. He's played by my ex boyfriend. Yeah, and. Cut to them having dinner that night. By Cadillac. And uh, they talk about um, the hermit in the woods. And I, I can't believe you ran into that creepy guy in the woods. This book, hand, I mean, this episode handles exposition really well. Yeah. And really sets up where they are, why they're there. They drop in the lines about being the parents being scientists really well. Yeah. And Grady's like, I have a weird feeling about this place. And the dad's like, you know what? Well, Dad also says, yeah, I heard there's a hermit. He's totally harmless. Yes, he's a charming old... He's a harmless old eccentric. Now listen.
1: There is no such thing as a werewolf. Those stories are just old folk legends. There's never been a shred of scientific evidence. And also, there's no such fever as the one you described. And as I told you before, that old hermit is a harmless old eccentric who has never hurt anyone.
0: Or no one's lived to tell about it. (laughs) Dad says. And they talk about... I remember hearing the word eccentric for the first time oh, this TV yes. episode. The dad says, uh, you know, this is, um, you know, we're here. This is a great, this is a great experience for you. This will be, this will be a great experience for you. You know, this, this is a great opportunity. We're here to see if the deers adapt to the swamp and they will. And Grady's like, and he's like, you just like you'll adapt. And Grady's like, thanks. Glad I could be part of your study, dad.
1: You see these deer here? Up until a couple of days ago, they had never seen a swamp before. And now your mom and I get to study how they're going to adapt, and believe me, they will because it's just natural to adapt. And pretty soon, they're going to love it here. And so are you. Very interesting. Glad I could be a part of your study.
0: I love that. Me too. I love that too. There's some like there's some really like um, not heavy, but like parent. S- kid things that they take very seriously in this episode, and I appreciate that. And I always think of that scene, because the dad is totally totally detached from the son and not treating his son like he's a human being, and the son references it and kind of gives that ooh, that barb that he shoots at the dad, and then kind of just walks away, and you see like the dad looking like Alan Grant all upset. Yes. So we quickly meet Will. Will is not dressed like an 80s gay cyclist. He is wearing, instead is wearing, a flannel plaid vest. With overalls over it. To me, when I was a kid, he always looked like Wes Bentley to me. But now oh. he's got a little Josh Jackson thing going on. And he's also well cast. I, he's not cute. as he's, He ain't cute, I don't think. I don't think he's as cute as Josh Jackson or Wes Bentley. I'm telling you, it's poor man's swamp version. He looks like Joaquin Phoenix to me. Maybe. So he, um, oh, he mentioned that they're the only kids. There's no Cassie in this. Old timers mostly, he says. And I love the phrase old timers
1: don't move into fever swamp they move out hi i'm will blake i live over there okay, tuck so what are those deer you got in that pen for Oh, well, my parents are scientists they're studying how the deer will adapt to the swamp scientists huh we don't get many scientists around here sounds like you don't get much of anything yeah it's old timers mostly We're the only kids.
0: I love that they don't include Cassie because she is is so not necessary. Yeah. I don't know why she's in... She's there to deliver the werewolf information. They kind of have like this fun conversation between Grady and Will. It's like you want to go, uh, you know, play catch, and, and Will's like, "I'm not much for catch. I, uh, I have some, I have some targets, and we can shoot out back and shoot BB guns. You have one, don't you?" And and Grady's like, "Oh, my family story doesn't believe in guns." And she's like, "Okay, let's just go into the swamp." And they talk about the swamp and how the swamp fever and how it confuses you, and that there's a rumor that the old lady that used to live in their house just wandered into the swamp and never came out.
1: So, uh, you want to play catch? You got a mitt? Uh, I'm not much for baseball. I've got some targets out back. You've got a BB gun, don't you? Our family kind of doesn't believe in guns. Oh. You been in yet? Yesterday. Did you get lost? Yeah. People say the swamp starts to grow inside your head. You get confused, turned around. Sometimes people go in and are never heard from again. You know why your parents got that house so cheap? Yeah, because it's a piece of garbage. No, because the old lady who lived there went into the swamp one day and never came out.
0: And I thought that was so interesting that they, I love that they add that because that's yeah. not in the book, that yeah. there's an old lady that lived there. It just makes things scarier. It does. It's a lot scarier and a lot better done, actually. Yeah, the book, the episode is way better than the book. Yeah, extremely smarter. So they go into the swamp together, the woods together, and they uh, find this, they find the bo- the peat bog or whatever, But this time it's like a you know, it it's kind of down a, a ravine, like a hill that like Grady falls down and Will's like, oh, let's see what it feels like and Will kind of reaches into it and he's like, oh, it feels like uh, green slimy mashed potatoes and he like reaches down pretends something has grabbed his arm and it's kind of a scare and he's just holding on to a shoe, but then they talk about how it's like quicksand like this gross bubbling bog. He also says that they talk about the hermit in there and he said, and uh, Will freaks out and talks about the hermit says they're in the woods at some point and then they run out i don't know i can't remember now but uh will says he's the reason people uh disappear in the swamp is the hermit Mm -hmm. he doesn't age he'll never get older as long as he keeps finding victims it's a full he said it's a full moon and he'll howl tonight and you'll never you'll never hear howling like that he's a werewolf yeah so Will and sets it up like, really early, and, and Will uh, Grady mentions to Will that the hermit looked at him, and Will's like, "That's not good, Grady. That's not good at all." So that night, uh, Grady tells his parents everything that Will said, and they're like, "I'm not sure we like this Will guy." Yeah. And there's a, there's a little haunted mask skateboard in Will's room, which I thought was cute. There, Grady, is? Grady's room. That was really oh, I love that. Cool. I, I did really And I Grady wakes one. up and is, thinks he has a fever. But it yeah. turns out he doesn't. A, I, it's this, is really... so, this is so much cleaner and more streamlined than the book. Yeah, it's a really well-acted scene, I feel like. Him in the middle of the night freaking out sweaty and gross and stumbling into the bathroom and checking his eyes and taking his temperature and freaking out thinking he has, a, he has the fever But fever he, what swamp. he does when he's up, he hears a sound and it's someone at the door and it's a dog, a cute dog. That's, well, Wolf is so cute, but it's not Wolf in, this, in the TV episode. It's Vandal. I like Vandal way more than I like the name Wolf. I think Vandal's, dog. I got so used to Vandal that when I was reading this book, I was like, it's not Vandal? That's weird. So just like the book, you know, Vandal shows up at the door and, and Grady's like, can I keep him? So the next morning, uh, the mom's like, don't get too attached. He might belong to somebody, but she's setting up a telescope because it's a lunar eclipse that night. Another great plot point. Another great plot, plot point that is so necessary and is so much better than the book. Um, and I, there's some really sassy di- dialogue Between mom and Emily in that scene that I really liked Yeah you know, she goes, what did she say? She goes, someday something's gonna be around that, that might impress you I, someday, someday something is gonna impress you kids I just hope I'm around to see it Well that's in response to Emily saying to the, she, Mom's like, there's a lunar eclipse tonight And Emily's like, wow, can, can I, I still, still get, get tickets? tickets?
1: Lunar eclipse
0: Ooh, can I still get tickets? Someday something's gonna impress you kids I just hope I'm around to see it <laughs> and she's also wearing a killer blossom hat. Work. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So uh, this is the moment where Will and um, uh, Grady are in the woods. And he talks about wolfsbane tied to the trees everywhere. And if you notice throughout the whole episode, there's wolfsbane everywhere. Yeah. And he says that uh, that it's just a superstition, that wolfsbane doesn't really keep wolves away and and... Grady's like, well, yeah, it's silver bullets, right? And Will's like, nope, werewolves made that up just to make you know the bullets would be so, so hard to get. Poor people couldn't fight them, so or poor something. Poor people couldn't fight them. I it was I love just... all the werewolf lore, and they talk more about actual werewolves and werewolf history really than they do in the book at all. Actually, yes, and so the book is not as much about werewolves as you think it would. No, be. But the TV episode absolutely is. You get you get you get all you paid for, and then some. And then out of nowhere, Gr- Grady falls down a hill almost into that bog that we talked about earlier, and um. We cut to later. Emily sees a cute little bunny, and she's like, "Oh!" And turns out it's dead. It's the whipped. It's the dead, r- ripped up. It rabbit. hasn't really been ripped to shreds. You can't really see in the episode. I'm glad they don't show it. Yeah, you just see this bunny, but you can. T- you when you like lift the bunny up, I guess it's like eaten out from the inside, but you don't see that. They and Dad, that. of course, you know, very scientifically, is like is right like dissecting I'm, it. I know, completely insensitive, clueless scientist, and thinks Vandal did it. And Grady's like, no, we didn't. I'm going to go into the, Grady says, I'm going to go into the woods to find the hermit and prove that he killed the rabbit. And Will goes with him and says, I'll go with you, but we have to get back for the moon rises. So they get, they get to, um, Will's shack. I mean, um, the hermit's love shack. Grady's shack. No, the the hermit's shack. It's soon to be Grady's. Just kidding. Uh, they get in, they find the hermit's shack and... They peek in the window, and then Hermit pops up in the window. It's really frightening. It's very scary. Really terrifying. This Hermit face pops up in the window, and they run and run and run, and Will Grady gets trapped in like a booby trap, which is a net that the Hermit has cast. And then you guys... You guys... Uh, the hermit cuts him down Keeps him in the net Drags him through the forest Back to the shack And kidnaps him And keeps him in the, hu- in the, hu- in the shack and So, and Gr- Which is, I think is so fucking adult And terrifying And Grady's trying to reason With the hermit And says my parents have guns You have to let me out of here You ever heard of an elephant rifle? My parents are probably On their way now And they've got guns Really
1: big guns Have you ever seen An elephant rifle?
0: and the hermit with his jagged teeth and long coke nails eats a a bloody piece of meat it's like a turkey leg or something and he has hairy arms it's terrifying and then you see as the sun's going down it's beautifully shot there's this full moon coming out and the hermit goes outside and starts howling at the moon it's very scary. It's really frightening. I cannot believe that this is children's I television. I kind of can't believe on children's television they let a kid get kidnapped and like tied up in a shack. Right. And so while the hermit's outside howling like a lunatic at the moon. Grady pulls out a Swiss army knife I guess he I Guess he and, has. And climbs out of the net. Cuts himself out of the net and runs escapes. back to the house. And by the time he gets back to his house it's nighttime. Emily's gone with one car and the dad's gone, gone with another one and it's just he and his mom in the house. And he shows up like, covered in mud and sweat and disastrous and runs up to his mother and is like, listen, there's a hermit. The hermit, they're kid, you know, he, she, he, he, actually, does, he doesn't tell her that the hermit kidnapped him. She's like, did, what happened? He's like, the hermit. She says, did he hurt you? She says, not, no, not exactly, exactly, but he's a werewolf. And he has this epic speech to his mom. It's such a great speech. And, like, I love this speech. And I, I think it, I'll, I'll, I'll insert it here in just a second. But I think it's so well said and so well done. It was so exciting. It gives me this tingle on the back of my neck. And, like, it, it's just goosebumps at its absolute best at this point. This this speech that he gives his mother about. And he's like, yes, you'll hear it.
1: It's that swamp hermit, Mom. What happened? Did he hurt you? No, not exactly. Did he threaten you? No. What then? He's a werewolf. Oh, I don't have time for this. Oh, come on, Mom, you gotta listen to me. You and Dad base everything on science, right? Things you can prove and explain. But what if the world isn't always like that? What if you knew something was true, but you couldn't prove it? Something horrible you, you knew it could never be explained? What would you do then?
0: Just amazing. Incredible. Makes some really good points. And I love, love how the music and the It's back. like confronting parents. Be like, you're not fucking listening to what I'm saying, but this stuff is real whether you like it or and not. And then it's pretty much action for the rest of the whole episode. A dear bursts through the window in the house try, and like going it's crazy. Ant, it's antlers like banging through the glass. And v- Vandal's they, barking like crazy. They run outside and the deer pen has been ripped open. One of the deer is dead and the rest ran away. And so the mom's like we have to go and it's nighttime and it's dark but we have to I, you know It's Vandal. Vandal. She thinks it's Vandal that ki- you know did it and so she's like I have to go and Gr- take him to the barn. She says I have to lock him up in the barn. And Grady's freaking out and he's like no, no you understand it's the werewolf. And, and it's also pitch black while this yeah. is happening. It's and the, so dark. And the mom says the, Mom's like, we don't have time for that right now. We have to get these deer back into the pen. And then Grady locks Locks his his mother in the the barn. barn. And he was like, you're going to be safe here, Mom. And just kind of shuts her and slams her in there. And then Grady hears Will screaming. Ah! Yeah, which is really scary. It is. It's so Blair Witch. And runs over to Will's house. And while he's over at Will's house... Uh, Emily gets home and there's the there's no no lights are on electricity's not working yeah and she she stalks around the house and then eventually. It's intercut between Grady and Will's house in this creepy dark house no electricity there either. No nothing and no one is in Will's house. Yeah, there's nothing in the house. Meanwhile, Emily's at home with her blossom hat and there is a motherfucking werewolf drooling with claws there. How would you describe the werewolf's noises? It's so it sounds so strange. I said it's it sounds like ju- growling, muffled low rumbles of like thunder and cows. It sounds like Jurassic Park a little bit and I'll insert some of it here. <laughs> <laughs> And then this werewolf chases, like no holds barred, chases... Emily around the house. Now and it's where, like 90s, 90's where it loses, guitar where it plays. Loses me here, and it lost me here when I was a kid too. Is because this episode is so thrilling and terrifying. But they do this weird, stupid music video effect. Instead of having it just like the camera run normally, it's like this jerky, speed forward, slow, dreamy motion dreamy, kind of sort of, of like sl- like slow motionly looking. For, so when of, from the werewolf's point of view and the chasing Emily, the music's thumping and crazy, but the the images that we see look like a really shitty nineties music video. And I'm like, just like show it guitar. to us. All. The way through. I think maybe they might have done that I think to make the choice it less is because scary. Because it was too scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. And so the werewolf literally chases Emily, Emily through the house and outside, and Emily like hides in the barn with her mother and locks it behind her. And, and the, the werewolf, werewolf goes crazy. It jumps on the roof, starts banging. Like and a, it looks like a gorilla and starts banging. It kind of looks like, it kinda looks like a mo- it kind of looks like a monkey with a wolf face. Yeah, it does. And there's that horror movie moment where they think the the werewolf's gone. It's like, Is he gone? And it goes. And, and then it it like b- bangs starts banging. It. It's crazy. scary so grady is runs to the swamp now um, to go he hears he hears will screaming from the swamp and goes is that right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and goes to the swamp and and the werewolf hears grady yelling in the swamp like or something yeah and so he he distracts the werewolf from attacking his mother and sister so the werewolf comes into the swamp after grady and oh gosh I wrote down that the howls sound like muffled wind. It's the strangest thing. So the werewolf is now uh, chasing Grady through the swamp. It's crazy. The hermit grabs Grady, and uh, there was a that that booby trap that was set up uh, captures the werewolf. And, and the were, the hermit has this speech yelling he, at the werewolf. He's like, "You killed my wife." Kind you, of like in this Native American kind of accent. He's, he's like, like, "You took everything, you took every I, everything I, I ever had." You. T- I'm going to take your heart the way you took mine. You took
1: mine. You took my wife and children, everything I ever loved. I swore one day I would take your heart the way you took mine.
0: But then the wolf breaks out of the net, kills the hermit, dead. Goodbye. And then Grady keeps running. Running, running, running until the lunar eclipse happens. Well, what happens first is that the wolf jumps, werewolf jumps on Grady. Yeah. And starts shaking him. And then the lunar eclipse happens. Yes. The lunar eclipse happens and we see that the werewolf turns into Will. And it's kind of like a half Will, half werewolf because he's kind of like a half wolf face. He's naked but like Like a fur collar. Strategically covered in fur. And he's kind of like, stay away from me, Grady. I don't want to hurt you, but I can't help myself, Grady. That's not his voice. That's not his voice at all. Mm -mm. But it's this terrifying moment and then the eclipse is over and he turns into a wolf again. And attacks Grady, but then Vandal comes to the rescue. So the the wolf, were, werewolf Will, and 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 Vandal fight, 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 fight until Vandal knocks werewolf Will down that ravine. He lands in the quicksand bog and, and sinks, sinks, and he's dead and gone. I mean, it ties together the peat bog thing. It it Vandal together. saves the day. Lunar eclipse. Lunar eclipse. The hermit story. Goodbye. It's so good. So then we cut to. Another, is it another dinner sequence or something like that? The parents are really, again, nonchalant about the whole thing that kind of happened. They're like, well, something happened. You know what I mean? Um, and still no one is willing to admit it was a werewolf. Well, then there's this amazing moment. It's, it's, it's the big scare of the whole episode. It's crazy. It's Grady's in bed. And, or you kind of see his room and his parents come to the door and they're like, oh, it's is this asleep? really, really odd, you know, like kind of thing where, with the, with the first time I ever saw this episode and still, it reads like the parents are like kind of sinister or in on something. Yeah. They like show up at his door and they're like, do you think he's, a, you think While he's asleep? While Grady's sleeping, it's like... Do you think he's going to have the nightmares anymore? And it's like, no, he's fine. I thought it was so strange. I was like, what nightmares? And so they pan over to the bed to look at Will. And then all of a sudden, a wolf bursts, like a werewolf, bursts out of bed. and Right at the camera. Howls and growls at the camera. Then it cuts to Grady waking up from a nightmare. Finally over those nightmares. (sighs) And so... <clears throat> and then Grady gets up, stumbles, goes outside, sees the full moon, stares at the mo- moon, and, and howls. howls at it. It's a it. horrifying face. It's howl. a really frightening face that he makes. And he howls the same way that the hermit had howled when he was captured by him earlier. And then Arlstein Stein wraps it up. And it's not super funny. No, he kind of waves... G- Arlstein waves goodbye with one wolfy, hairy arm and then kind of crosses his arms, and that's the end of the episode. It's terrifying. It's fucked up and dark and cool and well done, and I highly recommend it. I, I highly recommend telling, it, too. It's very I was scary. telling Daniel, this is something I watch a lot during the summer because it's so dark and it's so hot and sweaty on those hot summer nights. I just like having the VHS tape on in my bedroom because I have a VCR in my bedroom, and I like having it on all the time. It's as serious and as scary as Goosebumps episodes get. And I just really, really highly recommend it and think it's a total scream. And this is one for me where it's way better than the book. Yes, definitely. It's way, way better. That's not usually the case. I would give the TV episode an A-, and i give this book a B. It's one of my favorite TV episodes hands down. Yeah. For sure. It's really well done. Solid acting. So great. What big teeth you have. What a total screech. Uh, Next week, well, next week, next episode We're going to be reading one of your favorites. Yeah, one of my favorites. Um, You can't scare me. Number 15. It's going to be so good. Thank you for joining us for this um, howl of a good time today. feverish episode. Again, if you like these episodes, if you love listening to us, please write a review. Encourage people to subscribe. Tweet us. Welcome to Deadcast. Hashtag. You know, um, so I guess... We'll just see you next time. I mean, if if you you dare. dare.
1: I hope you enjoyed that story, and I hope you weren't too scared. Remember, there's no such thing as a werewolf. Time for me to say goodbye. Have a scary night, everyone.